Welcome to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast, where sexual taboos are broken. I'm Tilly Storm, holistic sex coach and jade egg and tantric sex teacher. I work with luxury lovers, teaching them the art of better sacred sex by helping them remove all their blocks to pleasure, turn on confidence and connection so they can step into their fullest potential and power as humans and alchemists in the 3D. If you'd like to learn how to release shame and guilt destroying your sex life so you can feel fully sexually liberated and free, you can access my How to Release Shame and Guilt training at www.tillystorm.com forward slash shame. This episode is brought to you by the Essentially Embodied Woman Collective. If you're ready to remove all your blocks to pleasure, turn on and feeling confident and sexy in your body through my paid programs and offerings, then head to www.tillystorm.com today. Welcome my friends back to the Multi-Orgasmic Mama podcast. Today we have Odysseus who goes by Odie for short. He is a wellness mastery coach. Odie is a dear friend of mine and I love everything he's doing. And I'm just going to tell you a little bit more about him. He actually grew up behind the scenes of Hollywood, learning from world-class coaches at a very young age. He holds a bachelor of science degree in kinesiology from San Diego State University. He is an expert in mindset programming and helping people master their emotions to amplify peak performance. He works with clients all over the world, but has managed his own wellness facility for 11 years. His passion is coaching with over 15,000 hours of experience. And for five years now, he has been the wellness coach for a nine-figure female-owned corporation called the WBE Electric. His primary focus these days is on blending shadow work, NLP, and Taoist wisdom into his practice to support people on their healing journey. Odie, how are you? Fantastic. Thank you for that introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. And I'm really excited for this conversation and diving deep into all this great stuff we're going to talk about. Yes. And did you know you're only the third male on my podcast ever? <laughs> I, you know, I, I love it. Like I like throughout my life, like I never grew up thinking I'd be a women's coach, but women kept showing up and like calling me out and they're like, Odie, you're really supporting me. So uh, I think it's just like, it's just kind of part of the path. So I'm really grateful to be here and talk about women's health and women's sex lives and how we can improve the performance. Yeah, I'm so excited. I when I met Odie a few years ago, he was working with a bunch of mamas on their health and fitness. And I was like, oh my goodness, another like-minded person working with the same type of people. So tell me, how did you get into shadow work specifically? So, like it's long story short, um, after all the years of coaching, I began to realize, you know, I could create the best workout program and the best diet program. Uh, but the real issue is that people don't struggle with diet or exercise. And I mean, I work specifically mostly with women, uh, but they're not struggling with diet and exercise. They're struggling with their mental and emotional health and more specifically their emotional health. So I could have the perfect fitness program, perfect diet program. Like I said, and I would give it to the people and some people, they take off and get great results and some people wouldn't. So at first I took it personally. I was like, man, there's something wrong with my program. So I was like tweaking my program, trying to figure out how to make it better. And then I started digging deeper. And that's when I actually was teaching shadow work before I knew what it was. 
And a big part of success with shadow work is, I mean, with any coach that you work with, it's about people like, like women feel really comfortable working with me because a lot of it is being a mirror into things they can't see within themselves. And specifically with shadow work, it's making the unconscious conscious. It's becoming aware of those repressed, suppressed, and denied emotions that can be holding us back below the surface in our minds. So you can have the perfect, like I said, perfect diet program, perfect exercise program. But if you still hate yourself and you're still holding on to anger, guilt, shame, uh, sadness below the surface, you're still going to sabotage yourself. And so I think that's a big part of why I was so successful as a fitness coach, because you you could see any fitness coach and show you the fitness moves, but what working with somebody who can get really clear on what's going on below the surface in your mind and the unconscious, I really feel that the shadow work is the next generation of coaching and working not, not just with people's emotions, but specifically with people's nervous system is so crucial. And I'm sure you totally agree with that because, um, I mean, you see how people are hardwired to suffering. And when you actually acknowledge the suffering is when you actually heal. I think this is a huge part of the collective unconscious that we need to open up to in the world today so people can actually heal. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. And I love that you got into this from seeing how it worked for some people, the fitness coaching, and some people it didn't. And seeing that there was actually bigger blockages to them experiencing success and transformation at the level they wanted. And it's so true that some people, you know, you'll watch them lose weight so quick and, you know, reach their goals. So uh, it's like magic almost. And then other people are sitting here doing all of the things and getting absolutely nowhere. (laughs) And I've always heard that about fitness coaches is like, am I really a fitness coach? Because there's always something deeper going on for the ones not getting the results. So Tell me a little bit about how this has transpired for you to go from, you know, working more in the fitness realm to actually working around sexual shadow work and the deeper work that you're now doing for your clients. Well, the big, the big shift actually happened um, probably about five years ago. And I was, um, as you, as I mentioned, like they used to call me the mommy whisperer. I was helping so many mothers lose weight. I even helped my mother lose 60 pounds. It took my mom six years to finally hire me and she, I had her lose 60 pounds in five months. And that, that partially like, you know, it comes to my own, my own mother's trauma. We won't get into that right now, but the main thing that really shifted things is this, uh, this mother sent me her teenage daughter who was on suicide watch. And this mother has felt really comfortable with me. I've been coaching her for over a year and I'd already coached a lot of my clients, daughters, um, teenagers and whatnot. And so she sent this 16 uh, year old girl to me. And, um, as I mentioned, she was on suicide watch. Doctors weren't working. Pills weren't working. Therapists weren't working. And I was just beginning to develop the program that I've doing now. It was like my rough draft version, you know? And so I put her through it and I just did it for free. I was like, no, oh, just, just test this out. Like I really want to help your daughter and um, put her through it. And then two months later, I got this text from this little 16 year old girl and she's like, Odie, I'm still alive because of you and the work that we did. And like, I, I, I like started tearing up. It was like, it was kind of one of those like aha moments where you're like, I was like, why am I teaching fitness? Like, I mean, like I love fitness and I still teach it like part-time, but I'm really getting deeper into this. And that was like the you know, I talk about triggers in shadow work. That was kind of the positive trigger. And then on, and on top of that, other like women started calling me out like, oh, you're doing much deeper work with women. Why are you hiding in fitness? And I feel like even like from that perspective, that was my own shadow is staying with fitness because I was really good at it. You know, I was, you know, it was kind of easy for me after doing so many hours of it. But like the real gift is, I think, like I said before, with being a coach is helping people feel safe in their bodies. And that is the real key. And that's how we access the shadow because a lot of the shadow is just, repressed energy. And when you access it, it sets you free in amazing ways and helps you connect with your body, which I'm sure we'll get into more. 
Yeah. Okay. And exactly that. How does the sexual shadow or any shadow pieces of it, you actually show up? How do you know it's shadow showing up? And you gave a brief description of what shadow work is, and it's bringing the unconscious conscious. And actually my LLC is called shadow to light coaching. I don't think anyone really knows that because it's not on any of our marketing materials or promo or anything, but that is the name of our company. Uh, So I, yeah, tell me a little bit about how it shows up and how do you know that that's what it is that you are experiencing? So when you say that, like, it's funny because I've really, it's, it's changed for me in a few years, like specifically lately, I'm really into Taoist philosophy. And when we talk about the shadow, we're talking about yin and yang energy, yang being more masculine and yin being more feminine. And so we talk about the shadow, it's the unconscious material, the repressed, suppressed, and denied emotions below the surface that could be running our lives. So it could be like a childhood trauma where you're physically, mentally, emotionally, or sexually abused. And part of your, like, part of your psychology gets fragmented. And so like, there's an aspect of yourself that you're not acknowledging. And it's like, it gets in, in the shadow. When I say the shadow, it's like the unconscious mind. And the way I explain it to people, it's like, if you could imagine a boat, and this boat is attempting to get to its destination. And what's above the surface is your conscious mind. And you're sitting there, you're rowing your boat. You're like, yeah, man, I'm going to lose weight, get in shape, make a million dollars, have great sex, all this stuff. And it all, you're heading towards your goal, your island destination. Um, but the current is going against you. And the current is the subconscious mind. Okay. And so for a long time teaching fitness, I had a lot of great success helping people shift the subconscious. So we shift that current. But the unconscious mind is where the shadow is. And what this means is people aren't even rowing the boat. They're sitting on the back of the boat, looking at their past, and they're taking their past and they're creating their future from it. And that's where the traumatic stories from our past are creating our future. And even worse, to take us all another step further, some people have actually thrown an anchor into the water or multiple anchors. And it's caught in a rock deep below the surface. Like I said, it's unconscious because you can't see it right? This is a, the repressed, suppressed, or denied emotion, anger, guilt, shame, sadness, label it whatever you like. And it's hooked onto a rock and you're just going in circles. And you're just, you're, and you're like, why can't I change? You're like, you're rowing really hard or like you're sitting on the back of the boat, wherever you are, but you can't go anywhere. And so what, what I do as a coach specifically, and like I said, as we're coming back to like the yin and the yang, it's like being aware of the yin, the feminine. And this is for both actually men and women. We need to be aware of our internal yin energy, the, the dark darkness, which isn't a bad thing. Like people think like, oh, it's dark. It's bad. It's not bad at all. Making the darkness conscious and actually having a balanced masculine and feminine energy is actually what sets you free. So as a coach, what we're, what we're doing is we're either cutting those anchors or pulling them on board by making them conscious. Like, like when I say that story to you, some of you may be listening to it and thinking like, oh, what anchors could I possibly have from trauma from my past? So I often say the key first step, like with any coach, is awareness. If you don't have awareness, you're not going to change. And so as you create that awareness, you're able to begin to well, say it's like finding a thread. And once you find that thread, you go, you dig deep into finding what the root causes. And we find that root cause. One of the things I love to say about shadow work is that 90% of the shadow is pure gold. It's just sifting through the 10% of darkness, which that's why having a coach or having support, that's why people come to you to help them get through that, that little bit. Cause a lot of this, we have gold within us, but it's just getting someone who can mirror the parts of ourselves that we cannot see. And as we access that gold, that's where it absolutely sets us free. And we, for some people, they can actually love themselves for the first time. And, and coming back to like people's sex life, a lot of people are not connected to their bodies because of the trauma. And that's why this is so powerful in having these conversations, because it gives people an opportunity to examine where their unconscious wounds could be guiding their lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Yeah. So how it shows up and how you know it's showing up. And this, I've actually had an experience of discovering another shadow piece of myself. I work with a somatic experiencing coach every week for years and I'm constantly doing shadow work. And I find that it tends to crop up when you've been working on something for so long and not getting the results. Right. And it's like you're having to go a layer deeper and deeper and not until your nervous system feels safe to allow that thing to come up. Does it actually come up? So a lot of times people have to go through traditional therapy routes before they can even come to the feeling sensations in their body, because a lot of the access to shadow is somatic. And if you don't feel anything and you're still numb, or if you're in fight, flight, freeze, it's like your body doesn't even have access to the deep layer of the shadow pieces. And for me, it's like a lost parts of myself that I've gotten rid of, or I've banished to the underworld and said, you don't get to come out here because you're not safe to have with me. Right. So it's constantly bringing in more parts and pieces of me that I've let go of or told couldn't be here because it wasn't safe to have those parts and pieces. So it's like reclaiming your wholeness in one way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you, when you said that, you triggered me into, like I said, I'm really keen into blending Taoist philosophy. And in Taoist philosophy, there's five primary emotions that are stored in different organs of the body. Like anger gets stored in the liver, fear gets stored in the kidneys, like, like fear, like you get, you get triggered, you, adrenaline, adrenaline gets it's created. So when you're repressing it, you can actually see physical disease showing up within the body. And this is very different than Western medicine because in the East, it's it's like everything is connected in Eastern medicine. In the West, everything is, is separate, which I don't think either one is like right or wrong, but I feel we're out of balance in the Western kind of yang masculine energy philosophy. So we need to balance ourselves back in this Eastern wisdom and understand that emotions actually do get stored in the body and it can actually cause physical disease. So this goes so much deeper specifically with what you're talking about. But like the, the beautiful thing about it is that when we talk about the stored energy in Chinese medicine, it's called Jing. And, and we have what's called the three Dantians. We have Jing, Qi, and Shen. And the way I like to express it, it's like a candle. The Jing is the wax of the candle. The Qi is the flame of the candle. And the Shen is the light. And this relates to shadow work because if the light is dim, that's your shadow kind of taking over your life. And the candle could be burning sideways. And that's you wasting your Jing energy, which is essentially your male or female life force energy. And so this is where like what I've found so fascinating. Like I love talking about this because it's so healing for people. Because once you recognize where there's imbalances and where you're repressing those emotions and you acknowledge them, because like you, you bring the energy back online, you get that Jing energy back. Like instead of like, I always use this analogy, like you're taking buckets of your energy every day and dumping them out, anger, guilt. Like you can like, I can't feel this emotion and you're wasting all this energy every day. And then you finally like work with the coach or work with a therapist or like do the work yourself and apply these tools and you get that energy back. Or like another great analogy that I love is like, imagine walking around every day and you're repressing your guilt. And it's like carrying around a giant watermelon and you don't want anyone to see it. So you're like trying to hide the watermelon behind your back. Don't look at You can't see my water, the watermelon, but you're carrying it everywhere. It's just sucking your energy from you. Because at the end of the day, it's all just energy. 
And the more you repress, suppress, and deny it, the more it causes disease on so many levels. And so that's why, like, like, a, like you can tell how excited I get talking about this because, like, when we have these conversations, it creates so much space for healing. Like, on a side note, my long term goal, the reason why I'm doing this, my big why is to move the world from a trauma-based society to trauma-informed because we don't have safe spaces to have the conversations that you and I are having right now. And so many people need to acknowledge these things because when we do, we can really heal the whole planet. We can heal, but it starts with ourselves though. We really got to work on ourselves first. And once you do that, like I was coaching another coach recently, kind of going off on a whole tangent here, but this other coach, she said that once I did shadow work, it improved. Like I realized my triggers. That's the one first. You got to recognize your triggers. So I realized my triggers. And then my husband, I realized when he was, he was trying to trigger me. I was realized when I was triggering him and even my mom, my mom couldn't trigger me anymore. So it improved my relationship with my mother, improved my relationship with my husband, improved my relationship with myself. And this is why this is literally the most healing things you could ever do for yourself. And like, I, I could talk about this for days because it's, it's just, it's, it's setting so like you don't know your own light until you face your darkness. Like a lot of people say, I'm a light worker. Like, no, we're not light workers. We're darkness workers. And yeah. that's the beauty of, of the, the deeper work that we're doing here. So that was yeah. a really long answer, but hopefully it landed well. Oh yeah. And it's so how, it's so funny how aligned we are because I teach the exact same things, uh, you know, the Jing Chi Shen and uh, all of the seasons of sexuality and how they, you know, which season of sexuality you're in and all that stuff is very, the jade egg practices. Taoist. So there's so many of those parts and pieces that make sense. And we even teach a six healing sounds ritual where you're cleansing out the actual energy from the organ through sound. <laughs> have you heard that one? Say it again. The six healing sounds. Have you heard of that one? I have not heard of that, but I love, I mean, like, I think I, I don't know if we mentioned, but my father's a sound mixer. And so like, I love that because sound is so healing. It's, it's like, cause it's a vibrational frequency. You know, and it, and it has such a deep ability to kind of uh, move through us and release energy. But yeah, tell me a little more about the the six, six sounds. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll have to catch up with you after the podcast on that. But yeah, it's basically just getting in touch with each of the six organs, right? The lung, the heart, the liver, the spleen, the kidney, and you're expressing a certain sound for each organ. Um, it's in the JDEG teachings, but men can do it too, because you, you don't need the JDEG for it. It's more of like a full body release, uh, but it's part of the healing rituals in the Dallas tradition. So yeah, gotta, gotta go over that one for sure. I love it. Well, tell us about, um, like, how do you work with people? How do you help them to heal their shadow? What are the main methods that you teach? And, you know, what sorts of people are you working with and issues that you're working with specifically? So my tools are pretty simple. You know, my, my father always told me the greatest director directs the least. And I feel the greatest coach coaches the least because everybody already has the tools within them. It's just shedding light where people cannot see those things. And that's what basically what shadow work is. But I blend shadow work with NLP, neuro-linguistic programming and Taoist philosophy. So in doing that, the shadow work, uh, it allows people to actually begin to acknowledge, like I said, and create awareness around what's going on below the surface. And then we use the NLP to start changing meaning. And what I mean by meaning is like the limiting beliefs, the stories, because your shadow could be like in the foreground saying, you're not good enough. You're not worthy of love. Your feelings aren't valid and you'll get triggered and that shadow will pop up and then you're sabotaging your relationships again, right? Or like you're get triggered and like some emotion pops up. And then, uh, like I said, blending the Taoist philosophy is understanding like, where are you holding it in your body? Which kind of comes back to what you were just saying with like the different sounds, right? Because you can pay attention, like, where is this showing up? So getting curious 
in recognizing blending the shadow work with the NLP and the Taoist philosophy, essentially what it comes down to to simplify what I do is you uh, recognize your triggers, you figure out what meaning you're creating, you figure out what emotion is showing up, and then what behavior is being created because it's trigger, meaning, emotion, behavior. Often people are like, I want to change my behaviors, but you don't change behaviors. You have to be aware of what's triggering you because often people, they get triggered, they go right back into the same emotion because they're hormonally addicted to those emotions. And it's unconscious. That's what's so powerful about this. They're not even like, they're like, this is like, I used to like, like, why can't you exercise? Why can't you eat? I was like, oh, because they're unconscious. They're not even aware that they're doing it. It's like, why do I keep attracting abusive men into my life or men who don't treat me properly? Because there's something there. There's a lesson. Like, I'm actually creating a presentation right now on natural law. It's a law of rhythm. You're going to keep reliving the cycle until you acknowledge the emotion, until you acknowledge the thing below the surface, or you're going to keep reliving it. And it's like, it's not not judging. It's like, you just have to like kind of step back and observe your own life. And that's where the triggers are the place to get curious. And then we change the meaning. The meaning is the why is this emotion showing up? Why is this behavior showing up? And as you do that, then we start to renegotiate with our shadow. Like, like, like you're the shadows back there kind of dictating things unconsciously or below the surface. And it's kind of like, you like, wait a second, I've been triggered. This is why meditation and breath work is really crucial too, because it calms your nervous system down. So you're like, wait, and it's like, you turn and you shine a, you shine a light and you're like, the, you see the shadows. Like, oh, you caught me. It's like shadow. What do you need? You know, like there's, there's deeper tools. I'm kind of going fast with this, but you begin to negotiate with your shadow. Cause it's really just an aspect of the self that hasn't been acknowledged. And as you acknowledge your shadow and start to uh, satisfy its needs, then it becomes, this is the beauty of it. Your shadow, this, like we call like maybe like a demon in the unconscious, your, it becomes your ally becomes your guide. And so instead of it sabotaging you and making you go back to the same behaviors that are not allowing you to show up fully authentically in your life in receiving the life you deserve, then things begin to shift and you have this ally supporting you. And it comes back to like the Jing thing. So you wasting Jing, you get all this Jing back and then you can like have a better sex life. You can do whatever it is you want to do in your life. It's going to be a lot easier for you because you don't have those, those blocks like we were talking about. It comes like the, the meridian lines of the body and how energy is not moving properly. And as you do make those shifts, like, like you can't even put into words the amount of changes that are created for people once they do that work, because there's essentially three stages of shadow work, shadow work, shadow integration, when you integrate that shadow and then fully awakening your shadow, that's when it becomes your ally and it sets you free. Mm, yeah. I love that explanation. Okay. But you've got to tell me what are some common shadows you see in men and women around sexuality? Because I can think of a couple right off the bat, but I want to hear what you think. So like, I mean, one of the most common ones is just, I'm not good enough. Like some shame around like my body, my body image, you know, because a big part of our society is like judging people about how they feel in their bodies. So like, I think one of the things that you and I talked about before is people not feeling safe in their body. So they have some kind of image within themselves of who they perceive themselves to be. So that doesn't make that allow them to feel safe. And that comes back to like the nervous system. So like realizing like body shaming, you know, guilt around like feeling, feeling safe in their body. Maybe they had like a, a sexual experience earlier in their life that makes them feel guilt around their body or not safe in their body. They just don't feel good. Like don't, not feeling good enough is like one of the biggest ones that people experience. So being able to get clear on what that is, that allows people to actually make that shift. And so I think a lot of people, they're not even acknowledging that stuff. And that's why it keeps showing up for them. Yeah. Yeah. And for women, I would say a lot of it is guilt, right? From being caught masturbating when you were little, uh, you know, guilt for feeling like it was your fault if something bad happened to you sexually. I see that very commonly, but men is different. I feel like it's more shame with men. 
like a shame for their sexual desire. Um, like this, this is what I, I personally believe that men get addicted to porn because they have so much shame that they get into a shame spiral. And maybe you can explain this better, but, (laughs) or expound on it more deeply, but that's what I see is men will often repress themselves so much around what they really want and desire sexually that it'll end up coming out in a form of having an affair, cheating on their partner or getting, you know, going deep into porn and going down that rabbit hole. Can you explain how that happens? Yeah. Well, I mean, on a personal note, like I, I stopped watching porn two and a half years ago because it just felt so out of alignment with me being a women's coach. But I completely agree with what you're saying. It's a lot. The two biggest emotions that are repressed are shame and guilt. So you're you're hitting it right on, right on the head, the nail right on the head. And so especially with like men is that like we have these like fantasies that get created. Like like I, I grew up, my dad worked on Desperate Housewives. So I was always around like extremely beautiful women, right? Um, and a lot of, a lot of times we have these, like these beliefs and stories get created from our society. And this creates uh, an image within our subconscious or unconscious mind that that totally takes us completely off course with like who, what's our, what our core beliefs are and who we really are. And so the shame or guilt shows up. And so we go and watch porn to live out these fantasies. And then we have these expectations of women in our relationships that are like, not realistic. It's kind of like, like, kind of like my point, like with, with desperate housewives, like you have all these women on TV and you see them like the one take where it was perfect, but you didn't see like the 10 takes where they fell or they said the lines wrong. And so it's almost the same kind of thing, but in a different, different way where it's like you're seeing the one take that was perfect and you're not seeing how much they failed before that. So we have this illusion that creates guilt or shame coming back to, like I said, I'm not good enough because you're not showing up like the porn star did. Right. And that makes makes you feel more guilt and shame. And that actually causes uh, issues within your relationships because of that experience, because it's not real. You know what I mean? Like we have this completely, uh, it's like an illusion that's created through, like, like I said, growing up behind the scenes of Hollywood and seeing all of that and realizing like people are like a lot, a lot of women are trying to live their lives. Like these people that are like in Hollywood and it's the same thing with men trying to live out through these fantasies with porn, but it, it's a huge issue because people are, it's, it's not real and they're, they're trying to live this out and then it ruins their relationships. And so, like, like I said, I stopped watching porn years ago. It's just, to me, it's a poor use of my jing to come back to like a Chinese philosophy, you know, and like, I really want to have authentic relationships. And it's like, I, I want to make sure that I'm showing up authentically for the women that I'm with, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's interesting how much uh, the men that I have calls with there is always the same thing. You know, I always ask about their religious upbringing uh, and what were the messages that they got taught and the ones that are getting on the phone and talking to me are the ones who've experienced the most shaming around their own sexual desires. And then they're coming to me for worrying that they're going to end up cheating on their wife because she's not wanting sex with him enough. And he doesn't know what to do with his sexuality or his sexual energy, or he's already cheated and they're trying to work through the repercussions of that. Uh, so all sorts of things that are that completely ruin people's lives because they're not going deep enough to the root of the problem. So yeah, tell me more about that. (laughs) Like going to the root, what happens when you go to the root? What you made me think of is that's the first thing that I teach to everybody when I coach them is that you, so many people are addicted to this linear third dimensional model of consciousness. And in that linear model, it's like things are good and things are bad. And so this actually has happened with some, some women that I've coached where they've told me that they had 
these beliefs, like not that I'm not saying religion is bad, but it's so rigid where this is good and this is bad. So you have this story of being this bad girl or this good girl. And so that causes you to uh, feel disconnected from yourself because you're living in duality. And that dualistic nature of good or bad doesn't allow you to operate from what I always teach people, the quantum model of consciousness. And this goes back to like cause and effect because we are living out as victims. And that's when the effects of our past are creating our reality for us. And that doesn't give you the possibility to create a new reality. When you're realizing that you in this moment right now are the cause creating your reality in this moment, then you can shift from that third dimensional dualistic model of consciousness that's based upon past traumas, kind of like my boat analogy, those anchors in the past, you can remove them, release them. And then you're sitting at the front of the boat and you have all the capacity to create a new reality for yourself. And that allows you to shift those repressed, suppressed, and denied emotions and begin to authentically create a new reality for yourself. And like the key thing, like I said, it's, it's the linear Newtonian Cartesian third dimensional level of consciousness and being able to be aware of that is like the first thing that I teach people when I coach them, because then when you, when you realize that, that you're, Oh, I'm triggered. I'm back in these same beliefs and stories of like, I'm not good enough. My, like I'm thinking things about my, my body is not, not good enough. And then you can move to that quantum model. Like, wow, like you set yourself free. Now you're not living from effects. You're living from causes. You're not living from effects. You're living from causes. So you, you have a choice at any moment to be the cause or be the effect. It's kind of like a domino. You're either hitting the domino or the domino is hitting you in the back of the head because you're living in a victim mind state, which is rampant across the board in much of society today because we're not talking about the why. And that comes back to the logic of where getting to the root cause of why this is showing up for you. Because that's it's like you said, you've got to dig in there. Like what I said from the beginning is that 90% of your shadow is pure gold. It's just the 10% of darkness. And then once you get to the cause, that's when the energy can begin to shift. And that's sort of what allows you to create a new reality from yourself because you are the cause rather than living in a victim mind state from the effects. And that can literally save marriages and save relationships because when you operate from that space, then it allows you to create a new reality within your relationships, first with yourself and then with your spouse or your lover, whoever you're with. Is that a good answer? Oh my gosh, that was freaking epic. I love that. I love the domino analogy. It is exactly words I've tried to say many, many times, but couldn't quite find the language to say it. And you just said it so beautifully. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's living the cause or the effect. And most of us are living out an effect of our past. And you're not empowered if you're living from an effect of your past because you don't have choice because it's the whole idea of empowerment is realizing that you do have a choice. So you don't get empowered around your sexuality or to change things for yourself until you realize and and take responsibility for that shadow to integrate it, like you were saying. And then what was the third part of shadow work that you said? Shadow awakening, shadow work, shadow integration, and shadow awakening. One thing I wanted to mention, you, you keep triggering me in such a good way, um, is that you really need to be gentle with yourself with shadow work. Because I think part of our society is too much in this masculine yang energy going, going, even women too. They're too much. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're like, you're like, like, like a lot of like single mothers I've coached, like they're, they really need to learn to like surrender. I'm going to say that again, surrender into their yin feminine, calm their bodies down. Because when you're in the shadow, you can't go in there. It's kind of like you're working with this wounded aspect of yourself. You can't go like, Hey, look, I got stuff I got to do. I got to do all these things. You got to like really allow yourself to be in a calm space and realize that you're on, it's, you're working with the unconscious. It's almost like, like we're talking logically right now, but it's not logical when you get in there 
And it's essentially like working with like abstract art. It's like a melting clock. It's like a blob. It's a shape. It's energy. And when you're in a very, this is why doing the meditation breath work, you, you can't be in your logical space. This is really for men or women. It's really about honoring the yin energy and being your feminine intuitive space and feeling into those depths of who you are. And you can't go fast. You can't be aggressive. Like you need to be very nurturing because you're working with some of those most wounded aspects of yourself. But we like, your, your crap becomes your fertilizer. Your mess becomes your message. They often say in the coaching industry. So, so like I always say, and this is one of my favorite quotes is that the path is the medicine and each step that you take, there's no rushing this journey. It's about honoring the most wounded parts of yourself. And, you know, the deeper you go, the more you release this pain and it allows you to become your greatest self. So love yourself so deeply through each step of the journey because you're so worth it. If anybody listening right now, you're so worth it. And just imagine like the, the goal to the end of the tunnel. I love this analogy. One of my clients, I've been coaching her for six months, seven months now. She said that she completed shadow. It was like shadow awakening. Even your shadow has awoken. She said that after doing shadow work, it's like she's been let out of a cage that she had been creating herself. And she's like, it's like, I'm walking around a zoo now and everyone's in their own cage and they're stuck and the door's open. They can walk out at any time, but they're creating the cage with their shadow. And I was like, oh my God, that is such a golden analogy. That, Cause that's essentially what it is. You start to realize like when you're triggered, when you're triggering people, you're realizing people are projecting their shadow onto you because this is what place for people to get curious too, is that you can start realizing you're pre- like with, and there could be like, you could be directing positive or negative stuff. Like, like you could be looking up to like, oh my God, I wish you could be like this person. That could be part of your shadow. It's positive projection. Or you could be looking down on somebody. That's a negative projection. So these are places where you can start to get curious about what you're projecting onto the people, what emotions you're projecting on the, onto other people, because that is a space where you can start looking deeper within yourself. Like what really bothers you about other people? Start examining yourself. It could be something that you're projecting onto somebody else. And that, like I said, that's the gold thing of the tunnel is that like, you're not going to project on people. You're not going to waste that energy. And you'll be able to like, I love, I love it. It's like, you'll realize what other people are projecting onto you. Like, Oh, you're projecting right now, bro. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, those projections. That's great. <laughs> Triggers and projections. Yes. yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, tell us what your program is, where we can find you, how people can connect with you and all that good stuff. So you can check me out. Odysseus Andrianos on Facebook. I am OD1 Kenobi on Instagram, or I just got on TikTok actually. Um, my dad worked on Star Wars. So that's why I go by I am OD1 Kenobi. And uh, my website, odysseymentorship.com. And uh, I do one-on-one coaching. I have a group program I just kicked off, which is awesome. Um, I also am going to start doing retreats next year and also have a do-it-yourself video course. I, I built an eight-week video course program so you can just do it yourself if that's the, the route you want to take. And uh, my dad helped me film it. So it's some really cool videos. So super fun. Oh, that's amazing. I love how much I, Odie's family is awesome. I don't even know them, but I see him post about your mom and your dad all the time. And y'all are all so close and supportive. And just to watch your parents go on this journey with you has been really rewarding over the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like my relationship with my family, I mean, like, like my dad lost his father at 14. My mother was the 11th child of 14 kids. There's a lot of trauma in my family. And I, I like definitely there's a lot of trauma. And, uh, me doing like when I was younger, it bothered me. I was, I was triggered. You know, I didn't know how to deal with my, my own pain, but doing this work, I have such an amazing relationship with my parents and we just love each other more. And like, I know my parents will live longer and they're going to be more than anything. It doesn't matter how long you live. It's about being happy. 
And being able to have this deep, powerful relationship with my parents, it's one of my favorite things about doing shadow work and teaching it to other people. So I'm really grateful for that. Thank you for honoring and recognizing that within my family. My dad's really cool. Robin Williams used to go and hang out with my dad backstage. So it was really, <laughs> my dad is pretty dope. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And one of my teachers always said that, you know, how much you've healed and reclaimed your past and uh, let go of old stories and woundings in the past when you go back to your family and see how triggered you get. And if you don't, that means you're good. <laughs> and if you still get triggered, that means you still got work to do. And it's so true. <laughs> yeah, that's real. That's very real. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and talking to us more about shadow work and how it relates to sexuality and all that good stuff. I super appreciate all of the work that you're doing in the world. Uh, it's not something I particularly love to focus on in our work, uh, although we do because it has to come up uh, in order for sexual integration to happen and healing to happen. But you're an absolute pro at it and the way you speak of it and talk to it is so needed. And I'm so happy that you're doing this work as a freaking man in this world. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And the last thing I'd like to say is the whole vision, the whole big why, like I said, is to move the world from a trauma-based reality to trauma-informed. And every single, anybody who's listening to this, the deeper the work you do in yourself, you really heal everybody around you. And that's one of the things that I love about doing this work is handing you the tools to heal yourself so that you can heal all the people in your family, your friends, your coworkers. You're like, you show up so much more authentically. And that's why I love doing this work. So thank you for uh, having me on the show. And yeah, I, lo I love being a man in this work. You know, we need more men stepping up and doing this work too. So it's beautiful. Thank you so much. Yep. All right. Bye.